everyone. Welcome to the Let It Be podcast. I'm your host, Becky Ziegenfuss. Each show, I share conversations around purpose and promise. We talk about friendships, family, faith, all the favorite things. Make this your time. So whatever you have to do, let it go, let it wait, let it be. Hi friends, it's the Let It Be podcast back to school edition. After about five months of what seems like summer break, it is back to school time. And so for the next few weeks, we are gonna be talking about all things back to school. And let's be honest, school looks completely different this year and there are a lot of mixed emotions. But I am so excited because today I actually have three guests that we're gonna hear from, all of whom are teachers in our local community school district, all of whom are deeply rooted in their faith, and all of whom are my friends. So can you all introduce yourselves and tell us what subject and grades you teach? All right, so I will jump in. I am Colleen, and I teach seventh and eighth grade math um, and Algebra one. Awesome. And I am Kevin, and I teach fifth grade uh, science and social studies. And I'm Melissa, and I'm actually Kevin's wife, and I teach fourth grade math and science. And what I love is that you are all my friends because you taught our kids, Yay! which is so crazy to think that these friendships were just birthed out of the fact that you loved our kids so well. And um, I'm just really grateful for the role that you've played in their lives. And I know you all have kids that our kids are friends with too. So it's just been so fun. But really what I wanted to gather today to talk about is the fact that, A, this is a completely different school year. And I want to recognize that not every teacher is sitting in the same headspace as one another this year. I know there are some who have a lot of fears about going back to school in person. And there are others who really feel like it's almost a um, duty, a responsibility to provide some stability for kids. So I just want to make sure that our listeners know that I'm not taking away from any emotions that anyone is feeling. But I know that in this room, all three of you are going to be back in person in the classroom with students right here within our community. And one of the things that I have loved about getting to know you and having our kids be recipients of your influence is how rooted you are in your faith. And I know that when people are completely rooted in their faith, faith, it just comes out in the way that they behave and the way that they treat one another and the way they pour into other people and the way they love on them. And I have seen that. So that's what I want to talk about today is how you can be in a public school system and yet still tap into your faith in order to tap into these kids. So I do kind of want to hear from all of you if you always felt like you wanted to be a teacher, if you really see it as a calling, or if it was something that you kind of stumbled into. So Colleen, since you introduced yourself first, we'll start with you. Okay. Um, well, I need to make sure everybody understands I am much older <laughs> than everybody sitting in Seasoned. this room with Seasoned. me. Um, so, I mean, I always loved math and science. So when I graduated high school, ever it was, we need women in engineering. Mm. So I was a chemical engineer major. Um, but interestingly, I was hired by my high school to teach a class to help kids pass the Ohio 
um, graduation test oh, wow. at 18 and I started coaching. So I went through college and by my senior year, I was co-oping at Armco Steel and my dad was in the general office and I walked over and sat down and said, I can't do this the rest of my life. Wow. <laughs> um, and he asked what, it, what I wanted to do and I said, I'm just supposed to teach. I'm supposed to work with kids. Um, I knew it, but I had so much outside influence pushing me with that math mm -hmm. and science. And it was a great, you know, career. But at that point, um, I switched my senior year and mm. took an extra year and got my secondary degree in math and, and started teaching in 93. <laughs> and have you always taught middle school? Or have you no, done high school I've taught too? high school as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, I always feel like that middle school calling is. I love it. <sighs> it's, it's again, um, which you remember sitting in my classroom. Mm -hmm. It not only did I know in my heart that God said you are, you're to work with kids, but that seven, eight, nine really mm -hmm. just, um, that's where I know I can, they all come from such different places Yep. and I can meet them where they are and take them where I, they're supposed to go. Mm -hmm. And that's by the grace of God, because they're all over the place, yeah. but in such a beautiful way. Yeah. I, my mom was a teacher. I come from a whole lineup of teachers. And do y'all know that I was a third grade teacher for a hot minute of my life? <laughs> did y'all know that? I, I did know that. Did not know yeah. that. I think I knew that. Mm -hmm. There's a reason I'm not teaching anymore. I taught two years and I was one year at a private Christian school and one year in the public school system. And um. It was an experience. It was a, a growth experience for me. But I think what especially middle school families don't understand is how important those specific teachers are because there's such a broad range from a seventh grade girl to a ninth grade girl and, and then even broader from the seventh grade boy to a ninth grade boy just in their development and everything. Right. And then even with the subject matter, because the reality sure. is you know, when, when kids come to me in seventh and eighth grade, there's some kids that it's just been the worst experience of their life. Mm -hmm. And, um, you remember me saying, I, I'm going to sell math to them mm -hmm. like it is the top notch cell phone and they're not even going to know it. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, I do. I love it. Yeah. And Kate, my middle one, and both my girls had you, but Kate specifically, I think fell in love with math because of you. So yeah, it's you made gig. it fun. You made it fun. Thank you. All right, Kevin, how about you? Did you stumble into this or uh, was it something you always kind of wanted to do? Um, well, actually, I have to kind of think back to when I was a lifeguard at the pool, um, just kind of hanging out with kids. Mm. And I got into some uh, summer swim coaching, coaching kids, and then obviously swim lessons and stuff. So I was always hanging around with kids at the pool. Um I never, actually, when I went to college, I did not start out in education. Mm. I started out in uh, business, and because that's where I thought I would make the most money. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, uh, I just wasn't the right, it wasn't, I got to a point where it just, it wasn't a right fit, mm -hmm. and it just, it just didn't make sense, and so I, I just kind of listened to my heart and was like, well, mm. I, I think, I think education is where I need to be because mm. just, just with the experiences I had already had. And, um, so I got my, I went ahead and, and switched majors and 
decided I was going to be a teacher and went through the whole, uh, uh, the last two and a half years doing my teaching and, and, and then, you know, I was, I was fortunate enough when I did get a job that I've continued on with coaching. And so I've been in fifth grade for my 18th year. So, um, and it's just, it's been, it's been good. So I think in my back of my mind, I always knew I probably should teach, but then mm-hmm. there was like, part of me was like itching to like, okay, I see my brother who's a, you know, he's a financial analyst and he's doing all this stuff mm-hmm. with like stocks. And, but then again, he's also working a hundred hours a week. So, yeah. um, you know, but it, it was a good, it was a good move for me and I'm happy that I was able to, um, you know, move on to, to something that, that really, really fit my personality and fit and fit what I wanted to do. Yeah. I think that teaching is one of those careers where even just listening to the first two of you, you both described that it was just something in your heart. And I think it is one of those careers where it it really is almost a calling, even if you can't really say, Oh, I remember this day where I just decided I wanted to be a teacher and felt this. But I mean, so many teachers Mm -hmm. that are truly called to teach, they change their major. Because in their minds, they've started off doing something that they thought they wanted to do, but really when they settled in their heart, what was most important, they ended up switching. So, um, and for you, so you had L in your class and we were still relatively new to the district, but I remember that school became fun for her that Mm -hmm. year um, because your team, you have two male teachers on your Mm -hmm. team and just, she just came home having such fun days and when the learning environment can be fun it's a place they want to go back to so that's that's great all right melissa yeah so from very early on i knew i wanted to do something with kids i went through this phase for a while i wanted to be a pediatrician and but quickly i mean i would say probably middle school i knew that i wanted to be a teacher Mm -hmm. i spent so many time like i babysat like crazy and i coached and i taught some lessons so and it for sure is who I need, like where I need to be. I mean, that is definitely a huge calling of mine. Like it fits me. I agree. Um, and I love it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, I feel like I can be with them and pour into them and we have fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, there was very little margin anywhere else besides teaching for me. When we moved into the district, our kids had only been in the district for a year when we had you as a teacher. And I just remember meeting with you because our oldest had some anxiety in switching and just kind of in that developmental stage of her life. And I remember meeting with you and you and your co-teacher at the time were so intentional about meeting her needs right where she was and just staying so connected to me and checking in and making sure. And that means the world of difference to parents who um, are coming as new and then coming with a child who doesn't just, you know, fit right in to the mold. So um, she was loved very, very well in your classroom. Well, we loved her. And I think fourth grade too is like the start of them trying to figure out who they are. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it's fun that I get to be part of that, like them figuring that out, you know, like you guys are pretty cool, each one of you, you know, and special for who you are. So it was a joy. I thought it was fifth grade where they (laughs) thought... Figured I thought out it who was they seventh are. grade. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess every grade, but it's every grade. <laughs> Aren't we still now, even with our age, right? That's true. We're all still figuring it out. There is a phrase that says something like, and I know I don't have it exact, but it says something like, share the gospel and when necessary, use words. 
And obviously in the public school setting, that's not a place for you. I mean, especially in our district, there are a lot of different faiths, a lot of different cultures. There's a lot of diversity. And so that's not something that um, from a faith standpoint that you would have the freedom or even should share in a very specific way. So, but how has your faith impacted the way you approach your days or even the way you teach? Any of you? Well, I'll go ahead and start. You took um, a breath, so <laughs> that oh was yeah. the cue. <laughs> um, I think I think just like building a relationship with mm. with your kids, like just you know, like it could be joking around, it could be you know, I maybe checking in with them, maybe you kind of understand maybe that they're maybe having a bad day or mm-hmm. whatever, just just kind of just talking to them, yeah, you know, and showing some sort of uh, caring and mm-hmm. connectedness to mm-hmm. to them, you know, and, and, you know, I've had teachers in my, my, my day that, that, you know, you had the ones that will, you know, they'll kind of get by and mm-hmm. not really talk to you, but I've also had some really good teachers that were really like would, would ask you questions mm-hmm. and, and, you know, ask you, Hey, how's your, how's the, how's your, you know, game going or whatever, yeah. for whatever sport you're like in really knowing the kids. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so just getting to know the kids and, and, and just having that relationship. Yeah. And him using the word connectedness, mm-hmm. because I think that's rooted in love and grace. Yeah. And that transcends my belief, any culture, any religion that just is who I am and, mm-hmm. and who we are as humans. Um, I need love. I need grace. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to freely give it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think these two here obviously sitting and, and I think just as a district, that's what we believe. It's yeah. that connectedness and um, learning who they are and, and speaking to them to their hearts. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because when we went through orientation, which our oldest, both of our girls have had you. Mm -hmm. So there's one more to go. I Um, I got you. (laughs) (laughs) But both of our girls and I, we became friends, really good friends when Kate had you. Mm -hmm. I think I had known you and we'd made the connection when Elle had you. But then when Kate had you, I remember sitting in orientation in your classroom and I can't even remember the words that you said, but I remember sitting there thinking, wow, she really feels that she has a specific role to play in their story Mm -hmm. and that it was almost like we had just left church after (laughs) after listening to your heart for these kids well and I think part of that which it's there there's just a fear that right it's a new building um Mm -hmm. that these kids going into middle school yes going into Mm -hmm. middle school and um there's you you have to have some calm before you can build Mm -hmm. right so um they're they're coming in and and I mean I to this day I say to the parents I got them if mm-hmm. you let me do my job mm-hmm. I got them yeah um so yeah yeah that's so good and I felt that as as a parent I felt that and I know our kids sitting under your care felt that too what about you Melissa well and I was going to add to what you guys are saying I think it's also really important for them to know that you love them even on their worst days Mm. where they're in their worst space so good when they're having like their meltdowns or they can't do it or they get mad i think it's and and that's where they really start trusting you and helping Mm. you like 
just, you know, sit alongside them. And um, this year for the first time, I don't know what it was, certainly it was the Lord just like pressing on me. I, for the first time, had this girls group during lunch this year. And it was so sweet, and they could not wait to go to it. And the things that I learned about them in the, that space mm-hmm. just helped me be a better teacher to them. And, and you know, just their willingness, I think, to really want to push into the academics is helped when they know they have a relationship with you, too. Yeah. But, I mean, relationship for sure is number one for me walking in. And, and clearly that, you know, as believers, that's what we're told, too, and um, I want them to know that they're loved. I want them mm-hmm. to know that this is, um, Chrissy Knoxles has this great phrase. She said, a soft space to land. And I was mm-hmm. listening to her today and, uh, and I was like, you know what? That's a really good, like just a soft space to land, like on your good days, on your bad day, on your mm-hmm. best day, on your worst day. Like this is safe. Mm-hmm. And, um, I believe in you and I love you and let's go for this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, obviously when, as adults, what teachers don't get the opportunity, the opportunity to do this. So I commend you because even on your worst days, you have to put your best foot forward and you don't get the opportunity to just sit behind your desk and just have a bad day. Like a lot of other people do in pretty much almost any other career, but you have kids who don't get that opportunity either. I mean, they have to, they might've gotten on the bus that morning and their parents don't even know that they're going into a situation maybe with a friend group that's causing them some anxiety or maybe for some academics that they aren't prepared for. And we as parents get to say, all right, bye kids. We'll see you in the, you know, at the end of the day. And then we just usher them to you for the next eight hours. So I I do think it's so commendable to hear and see that goal of really providing the safe space to land, meeting them where they are and just loving them with, with grace um, throughout their whole throughout their whole day, I'm sure you can all remember a student <clears throat> who has made you wonder why you should be a teacher or why you decided to be a teacher. But what about you? Don't give names. But what about a student who really you can picture that child and think that is why I decided to do this? Do you? Do any of you have examples like that? I mean, I I have a lot. Yeah, I do. And I think that goes back to the connectedness. Um, and, and for me, it can be something as simple as having a a student who literally failed math, right. Mm -hmm. In sixth grade. And then by the end of seventh grade, I'm saying, Hey, have you thought about honors? Because Mm -hmm. they just crushed it. Yeah. And the student said to me, you know, I, I failed last year. Um, and it, it wasn't, so much that is something just you just got to speak to their language mm-hmm. right and and you see that um going back to again what kevin said just when you take the time mm-hmm. i think yeah there are so many Absolutely. students that um you could say i could say that about yeah. yeah yeah well i think too just like bringing up like what you said is like you show a belief in that student or that mm-hmm. kid and mm-hmm. You know, if they know that you are believing them, then they're going to, mm-hmm. you know, maybe become be honors math or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So right, right. as long as they know that 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 you're on their side, and they know. see that you 
genuinely believe that it's not just something that you're telling them because you're their teacher like right you're telling them because you really truly like you have invested in them and you see what they can do and you can mm-hmm. see what they're capable of and you push them because you want them to be the best they can be mm-hmm. you know you want more for them I wonder statistically how many adults if they were to be asked you know who was the most influential person in your life growing up I wonder how many of them would name a teacher right off the bat and it would be a teacher who either loved them in a way that they hadn't received love or support or whatever at home or saw something in them that they spoke into. Mm-hmm. I know Andy, my husband, he just shared recently. Um, he's a pastor for those of you who don't know who he is, who are listening, but he shared recently that there was a teacher that he had who saw that he had this leadership gift and naturally he would not believe that about himself and he always says that had not had that teacher not taken the time to speak into that, he would have probably been on a different path that was not leading people by any stretch. Yeah. So this year is obviously going to look completely different than any year in the past. And I know that parents have a lot of anxiety heading into this year. Some have fears around the actual health and safety of their kids. Some have fears around what am I going to do if it gets shut down and kids are back home. But we know that teachers are facing those big unknowns as well. So where are all of you emotionally and how are you approaching the school year? Yeah, I mean, I I actually feel like I'm in a pretty good space right now. Like from the very beginning, I was super convicted, like in the classroom is definitely where I needed to be. I'm like, these kids, I just feel like they need, um, I don't know, I just wanted to be that stable person for them that could just pour into them. Because I mean, all these homes, they look all different. Mm -hmm. It's chaos in some because Mm -hmm. of our situation and and some it's it's more normal, but Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just, I'm walking into this one day at a time and I feel like, there's such opportunity for growth in this from all of us. And it's an opportunity to like become a tighter community if we let mm-hmm. this that happen. Yes. You know, within our staff, within our own, you know, families, within mm-hmm. our own children. Like, you know, he gives us community, he gives us people for a reason. And, you know, we tend to get stuck in our heads sometimes with our fears. And I mean, I just pray that we can all be vulnerable, but also graceful in each person's situation in this because we don't all feel the same, you know, right. and, and, and maybe next week I might be totally different, <laughs> <laughs> but right now I, you know, it's going to be a challenge and, um, but I can't wait to see those little people. I mean, it's been five yeah. months and that's why we're months. teachers. Yeah. We're teachers because we love kids, yeah. Yeah. you know? So mm-hmm. if I can't be beside them and you know, make them laugh and make them giggle and be a community. I don't know. I don't yeah. feel like for me that's teaching. And for some other people, it makes way sense for them to be at yeah. home and that end. And they have that option. And that is so great Which for is them. so great. And I'm not, you know, that's yeah. great. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That's great. Anybody else? I'm just sitting across thinking it's such a shame that people cannot see her. I know. Because there's, <laughs> because I'm not quite as confident because I like structure, right? Right. But she gives me peace. Just Mm. listening to her right now, (laughs) there's, there's a peace because I, I kind of want right in math. There's, there's problems to be solved and you solve them. (laughs) Um, so when there's not that clear algorithm and how we're going to do this, um, it can cause a little bit of chaos for me. Um, 
but I have to be in the classroom. I mean, it's, it's the way that I think we all teach is because we're that hands-on relationship first. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, we can get that academic stuff in on the, you know, yeah, on the fly when, when they're not looking. Yeah. So Kevin, for you as a fifth grade teacher, by the time kids get to fifth grade, they've often had a plethora of female influence in their life. So when they come to your team, not only do they get you, but they get two males and one female because we've, we've been there. So how do you as a male teacher who, I mean, you're really kind of pouring into very influential formative years with those fifth graders. How do you approach it in a way that is relevant to them, but yet, you know, you're not probably coming from that real nurturing experience that they probably have had. Yeah, so I think uh, when they get to fifth grade, you know, they're starting to, you know, they're 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 starting to change a little bit. They're mm-hmm. coming away from, you know, the like you said, at the fourth grade or even younger grades of nurturing. Now they're mm-hmm. starting to get more responsibility and, you know, maybe some more stuff that's uh, expected of them. So I just try to, um, you know, like I said, make connections with them, whether it be we talk sports or mm-hmm. whether we. Um, you know, it could be any other extra extracurricular activity mm-hmm. that that maybe that they're doing. Not just has, doesn't have to be sports, but you know, just and then be that kind of that figure for them. That's yeah. that's not just a female; it's a male, and it's a different voice. Yeah. Um, and you know, which is important for all students. I think yeah. a lot of times mm-hmm. parents will say, "Oh, my my son needs a male teacher," but there are. I'm, my daughter needed, when we came, she had a male teacher in third grade who's on your team. And mm-hmm. she needed him because she honestly needed, a for her at her stage, she needed a little bit of, of tough love mm-hmm. because she had some anxiety about coming to a new school and some just some other things that were going on in her personal world. She, I don't think, would have thrived if she had this really nurturing, loving, mm-hmm. really warm female teacher. She needed someone who could like shoot it to her straight, but yet have that really good balance of "I'm still here for you." Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. Uh, you know, so the you know the other guy on our team that also he teaches language arts. Uh, he he him and I have have really become like really good friends and yeah. we've gone pretty good with uh our teaching together and you know we just have fun with the kids and, yeah well know, and, and then there's occasion where we have to like hammer down on you know because you have to yeah you know and 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 you know there's an expectation but the kids really they they really respond and they thrive and and they and they just they just have fun they love it yeah. well I don't think men are quite like as emotional as women so like not that teachers are emotional but like they're very black and white, but then they have fun too. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like this, like, okay, we know what to expect, but look how funny he is. I mean, yeah. his teaching partner walks on tables. I mean, so they have fun. <laughs> and other things. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's cool to see, like, it is good for them to see that, hey, like. We sometimes have a friendly competition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's fun you don't all have to answer this, but I am curious if there is, we talk a lot on this podcast about finding purpose in promises that God has already given us and have, do any of you have maybe a particular scripture verse where that has been true to you? Um, like, I mean, sometimes I've had guests on here who have just shared that 
they really want people to experience God's peace. And they have found that in a scripture verse. So is there anything that relates to, it doesn't even have to be your teaching world, but just you personally. So I'll jump in. Um, so mine is Isaiah 4110. Mm. And it really is just the first four words. So do not fear. Mm. <laughs> yeah. um, and I actually... Which is so appropriate for this year. I wear the um, verse on my wrist every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Mm-hmm. So I literally have that. And there are several times where I'll glance at it and just find my peace. Yeah, that's good. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is John fifteen five. I am the vine, you are the branch. Mm-hmm. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And I think for me, it's just like when connected with him, he'll do the work through us. Like Mm. we can just kind of just surrender it to him. Like it is him to do the work. And I think sometimes I personally am like, okay, I need to be this for this kid. And I need to be Mm. this for that, my child. And I need to be this for this friend. And, but that's, that's not on me. Like if I remain in him and I have, you know, spend time with him and, and, and talk with him, like he will do all Mm. the work. And so when I keep that in my head, I'm Mm -hmm. not always good at it, but, um, I, this year actually, instead of picking a word, I, picked a verse because I couldn't come up with the word. And so that's where I'm like trying to keep pulling myself back to. And it, it's so good right now through the school year because here we go, Lord, like yeah. school year starting, like you do what you want to do. Like, this mm-hmm. is not up to me. This doesn't surprise you. We're here. You, yeah. You knew right. it. Absolutely. You know, like, absolutely. So you have purpose in it and just use me as you want. And you know, yeah. I like it too. Like how that, that also brings out like your faith, like mm-hmm. have faith in, you know, and, and, and trust and all that. And, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes it's not going to work out the same, you know, when you want it to, mm-hmm. but you yeah. just got to keep trusting and but having that faith. So. There's purpose in that too. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I love that verse where it says that I am the vine, you are the branches. Andy was just talking this weekend about when we are present with God, we have security in him. So the inverse of that is true too. If we allow this distance to come between us and God, our security in him starts to wane as well. And it's just such a good reminder that he's already given us that promise that when we stay connected to him, he is going to be the, the foundation of our growth, oh, yeah. of our outpouring, of any, everything that comes mm-hmm. through us. Okay. So at the end of every podcast, I ask two questions. And I'd I'd love to hear from all of you on each of these questions. So the first one is, I'll start with you, Colleen. Okay. When you aren't changing the world, what do you love? I love music. I love my dance party Fridays. Nice. Um, I like to have music wherever I go. Um, That brings me peace. Yeah. I would not sing for anybody else. (laughs) But in my mind, I can rock it. Awesome. Love it. What about you, Kevin? Um, I don't know. I, I probably, if I'm not teaching, it's it's just hanging out with family. Yeah. Uh, you know, could be playing basketball or throwing the crossball or just yeah. sitting watching sports. So yeah. that that's kind of just hanging out with family. So that's probably what what I'm doing. 
Yeah. And I've, I've gotten to observe you as a dad and you are a really good dad. You're a super fun dad too. He's really fun. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely first my family. I mean, our, our kids are still little and they still like to be around us and hang out with us. So we had a great five months hanging out together. Yeah. So that's been fun. I mean, outside of that, obviously my community, I love to hang out with. I, but, um, yeah, my family, my people. Yeah. I love too that. Um, I mean, you guys as a married couple, you get to do your careers together and then you get to come home and parent those kids together, which is, that's another thing that we didn't even touch on, which I know could be a whole other conversation, but just the fact of what teachers, especially in the grades that you are all working in, you have to be with these kids all day long and then go home and do it again with, with your own kids, which I'm sure is a challenge in and of itself. Um, okay. So the last question, since this is called the Let It Be podcast, if you could pray something over your own life or maybe your colleagues, your students, it doesn't even have to be anything related to school. What would it be? Who wants to start? I'll, I'll jump in. Okay. Um, for me, I've really been kind of locked in and, and with my own kids as well with the idea of intention versus attention. Mm, that's good. Um, especially with social media and, and all of the other things that, that, that we have going on in the world right now. And my prayer every night and, and I speak it over my kids and we speak it together is what's your intention and are you, are, or are you just doing it for attention? Mm-hmm. Right. So really mm-hmm. be intentional um, about who you want to show the world you are mm-hmm. rather than having just the world give you attention. Mm-hmm. So the, a prayer for people to be and, and know my intention. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. intention versus attention is, is kind of my prayer. I love that. Um, I, I think I'm going to go the direction to my school. Like when I think going into the school year and the prayer that I have, I think this one's going to be directed more towards just the people I work with. Um, we're all at such different spaces in this. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, um, maybe some people may feel a little alone in their thoughts, but I just, I, my prayer is that we can all just like lean into each other at, in this time. Like it, one word of encouragement or a sentence of encouragement, like, Hey, it's tough. I get it. Like yeah. just to be there and just, uh, whether we are feeling the same or not, like just, I would love to see this like unite us as a, mm-hmm. a school community Yeah. and gosh, I mean, think about how we can grow in that. So that would be my prayer. Just like leaning into each other. Yeah. You know? Me too. I agree. All right. Last but not least, right? That's right. Okay. Um, I think, I think just with our whole situation that's happening right now in the world, mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's a lot of anxiety going on. There's a lot of question marks, you know, things aren't going to be right, you know, the mm-hmm. way we want it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I think what word comes to mind that, that really I've been kind of thinking about over the last, you know, at least the last five months that we've been, you know, home from school is just grace. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, and it kind of goes along a little bit with what Melissa said and, and even a little bit what Colleen said is just like, yeah, it, yeah. It, things aren't going to be answered right away. And, you, you know, 
just let's have a little grace mm-hmm. in our and and just kind of just step back and be like it's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, I agree. so um and so that that's kind of where I'm I guess I am at right now with with that um as far as the prayer over over yeah. either the school district or even over even the entire world. Yeah. So So I don't usually share a prayer over my guests, but you all are really special to me and teachers. My mom was a teacher, my sister, brother-in-law. We have a lot of teachers in our family and I know what an important role it is and what a hard role it is and that most people don't truly understand what goes in to the day-to-day of caring for the next generation. So I want to pray over you that when the students who are in your life need help, that you can offer it. And when they need grace, you can extend it. And when they need hope, you can give it. Let it be. Thank you all so much for being here and for sharing. I know this was way out of your comfort zone (laughs) because it's so much easier to be in front of children than it is to be staring at one another with microphones in your face. But I am truly grateful for you all. Thank you for stepping into your calling. Thank you for loving our kids, for loving my kids. And thanks for being my friends. Thank you. I hope you guys have the best, best year. Thank you. Thank you very much. If you have any teachers in your life, maybe take an extra minute out of your day to send them a word of encouragement. It can even be just a quick text. We probably will never know the amount of influence they have on our children. And I know there are so many amazing teachers in our community and the surrounding ones. We truly are blessed. We heard from each one of my friends how their goal as teachers is to connect with their kids, to provide a safe place to land, and to give some fun for their day, to show them love, and grace. Early on in our conversation, I mentioned that when we are rooted in our faith, the person of Jesus just permeates from us. And listen to what Deuteronomy 32.2 says. Let my teaching fall like rain, and my words descend like dew, like showers on new grass, like abundant rain on tender plants. That is the prayer of every heart of these teachers. Let it be. Thanks for listening. Join me next week for another conversation of the Let It Be podcast, Back to School Edition. Have a great week.